Hello there. Thank God for the opportunity given to me to minister to you today. And I would like to acknowledge Pastor Colin for the opportunity. I'm going to minister to us today what I've titled Your Voice. In this message, we are going to see that you have a voice. And that voice is backed by the Lord of hosts. If only you can use a voice. The world has a voice. Celebrity has a voice. Based on the reach that they have to social media and print media. By the different arts that they do. Politicians have a voice by the virtue of their position and authority. Scientists have a voice by, backed up by their intellect, their experience, the men letters behind their names. But you have the most important voice. Now you're probably wondering, what do you mean that I have the most important voice? That's what we're going to be learning about today. That you have the voice that matters most. You have the voice that can override all of these voices. You have a voice that can silence all of these voices. And the purpose of this message is, call, is to call us out to use this voice. Hallelujah. Before we go into the message, let us pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord Almighty, for the opportunity that you've given unto us to hear your word. I commit your precious sheep before you, and I pray that, Lord, you open our hearts that we might receive all that you have for us this afternoon. I pray that in the name of Jesus, that you confirm your word with signs and with wonders in the name of Jesus. I ask that your word will go forth in simplicity, yet in conviction, in the mighty name of Jesus. I commit myself unto you, and I ask that I will not speak of myself, but I will speak of you as a ready writer who is ready to sing the praise of its king. I ask that in the name of Jesus, that you be glorified, and we, your children, be edified. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, let us look at the scriptures together. We're going to be reading from Job chapter 22, verse 28. And I'll be reading from the New King James Translation. Job 22 verse 28. So I want you to come along with me with your Bible. As I said, every one of us has a voice. But the question is, what voice is authentic? What voice is more powerful? Like I said earlier in my introduction, Politicians do have a voice based on their office. 
celebrity have a voice based on what they do and the backing of the media that they have. Scientists have a voice based on the experience they have, the knowledge they have, the intellect they have, the main letters behind their names. That gives them a voice. Now, maybe it gives them the right to speak or not, that's, I will leave that to the jury. But they have a voice. And they speak of what they know. And whoever we hear, we receive it. But sometimes, a lot of times, some of the things that they say has significance. But what I'm saying to us today is that you carry a voice that is more significant than any of this voice. You carry a voice that is more significant than any of this voice. Now, that may come to you as a surprise. I want us to look at the scriptures together. In Job 22 verse 28, it reads, it said, You would also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. Let me back up to verse 25 so that you just get a little bit of the context of this statement. Um, let, let me fill you in. This was a statement made by one of Job's friends. Job was a man who had lost everything. He was going through, the only thing you can describe the situation is hell. He's lost his business, he's lost his career, he's lost everything. He's lost his family, apart from his wife. His life has been riddled with infirmities. You know, the only thing that he had is the breath that is in him. And his friends assume that for anyone to go through such tragedy, they must have sinned against God and it's as a result of God's wrath and punishment or judgment that has come upon them. That's why they're experiencing what they're experiencing. Now, Job's friends were completely wrong about Job's experience. They didn't understand or they didn't know that the hand of God was in what Job was going through. From verse 25, it gives us a question. Yes, the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver, for then you will have your delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to Him. He will hear you. And you will pay your vows. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. So that's, that's Job's friend assuming that he was a sinner. He's messed up with God. And they're just trying to encourage him that look, come on, look. If you get it right with God, you bring your sacrifice before him. You go to him in prayer and guess what? You declare a thing and it will happen. And your situations will change. You know, all you just need to repent, pray, and, and, and continue to live life. Of course, they could not be more wrong than anything. While they were wrong in regards to Job, the principle of the truth that belies what 
is said holds true for us. In other words, you look at the verse 27 and say, You make your prayer to him, he will hear. And it's talking, I mean, if you, if, you, if, you, if you back up a little bit, you, you see why Elijah was saying that, look, if you get it right, if you are right before God. But first of all, I want to establish that, you know, your voice carries weight because you are right before God. If you are born again, your voice carries weight. If you are born again, your voice can influence and change things. In your city, in your nation, in your environment. It reads that verse on Let me read it. It says, You will declare a thing and it shall be established. It shall be established for you. So light will shine in your ways. So light will shine on your ways. You will declare a thing and it shall be established for you and light will shine upon your ways. Hallelujah. You have a voice, and that voice carries weight. It carries weight not because you are super spiritual. It carries weight not because um, there's no one like you. It carries weight not because you are so intelligent. It carries weight not because you are so knowledgeable. It carries weight because you have an audience with the King of Kings, and you sit with the Lord of us. That's why it carries weight. Hallelujah. It carries weight because you matter before God. It carries weight because God cares about what you bring before His presence. Hallelujah. And a few scriptures to confirm that you have the right to make that declaration. But not just that you have that right to make that declaration. I just want to emphasize that the weight that backs your voice is because you have an audience with the King of Glory. You know, um, in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse twenty-one, it tells us that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God. Christ was made sin. Though he didn't have sin, but he was made sin. In other words, he bore the pain of sin. He bore the consequence of sin, which is death. That we who are sinners might be right before God. So, so you fulfill the first principle that Job's friend mentioned there. Anyone that is right before God. Hallelujah. Anyone that is not a sinner. So you fulfill that principle. The second principle is that you come before him in prayer. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms. Some translations translate it as places. In Christ. So we are made right because of Christ's sacrifice and his and his glorification. And then we are now raised and seated together with the King of Glory. 
And because we are with him, we can engage and determine things here. Yeah. So basically what I'm saying is that we can determine things in the spirit because we are seated with him before they even happen here on earth. And I want you, let, let, let me show you an example of a man who understood what he carried. And what is interesting is that he didn't carry as much as we have today. And that's Elijah chapter 17 verse 1. He reads, he says, First King chapter 17 verse 1 says, and Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel is, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain this year except at my word. I want you to notice that he said, except at my word. But you probably wonder, this man must be very arrogant. How dare him stand before the king. No, he's not arrogant. He just knows what he's talking about. He understood that he has a voice and he understands the weight of that voice. And he understood the weight of the voice because he did something. He didn't just make an empty boast. He didn't just say anything that he wished or felt like saying. And the, the, the statement or, or, or the words before that statement is at my word. You see, he said, at my word, except at my word. But before I accept at my word, he gave us a clue of what gave him the confidence to go before the king and said, except at my word. Look at, he said, as the Lord God of Israel lives, I'm still reading the verse 1, said, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, that's the clue, before whom I stand. He's saying, look, I have stood before the God of Israel, who lives. I've stood in his presence. I've called out to him. And based on what I've had with him, based on the dialogue I've had with him, I declare unto you, except at my words, there will be no rain. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles to James chapter 5. Paradventure, you might be saying, but oh well, that's that's a prophet. I'm not a prophet, but you are a believer who's right before God and seated with Him in heavenly places. You are right before God and seated with Him in heavenly places. Look at verse 17 and 18 of James chapter 5. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. In other words, Elijah is just like you and me. Hallelujah. Elijah is just like you and me. So what Elijah did or what Elijah achieved, you also can achieve it. Can I say that? What Elijah achieved, you also can achieve it. Elijah changed the pattern of climate in the region. He said, at my word, there will be no rain. For three and a half years, there was no rain. At this word. He changed, changed the climate. The seasons did not come 
The seasons did not happen. It, it, you can imagine saying, look, there will be no winter. Hallelujah. That would be great, isn't it? You know, basically that's what it, it changed the seasons for three and a half years. There was no rain. But the audacity that he had to make that statement was because he was seated with the king, the king of kings, the Lord of hosts. He understood the power and the weight behind his voice. And what I'm saying to us is that only if we're going to use that voice, there is a weight of the king of glory behind it. Hallelujah. Elijah was a like man, like was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Look at verse 18. He prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produces fruits. What am I saying to us? Don't just be passive don't stay glued to the TV and listening to what the experts are saying. Don't stay glued to the TV and listening to the uh, to what uh, the government is saying. I'm not saying that you should not take precaution with this um, with the coronavirus and everything. Take as much precaution as, as you like. You know, don't don't be presumptuous and don't be careless. But what I'm saying to you that. Why the first wave but cut, catch us in our wares? The second wave cannot catch us in our wares. In fact, we're saying, I am saying, I'm declaring that it will not happen. And why am I saying this? Why am I saying it? Because just as the scientists, you know, the scientists, the scientists are not saying, they're saying based on the facts before me, based on the experience that I have, based on the knowledge that I have, Based on what I can see on these things, I mean, those are the those are the things that they allude to to say there's likely to be a second wave if A, B, C, and D. But what I'm saying to us is that we have a voice that can even negate, redefine all of those voices. That's what I'm saying. And what 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 do I mean by that? If you turn your Bible, first of all, I want you to turn your Bible to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Look at verse 3. It says, All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Um, go to John chapter 17. I'm, I'm going to tie up, I'm going to tie up the, uh, my argument. John, John, 7, John 17. Look at verse 14. John 17 verse 14. He said, is, remember what we read there. John chapter 1 verse 3 said, By it nothing was made by the word. The verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with you, and the word was God. You know, so it tells you the, the, the worth of the, the word of God. In verse 14, Jesus was praying and dialoguing with his father. He said, I have given them your word. He was telling the apostles. He said, I have given them your word. He said, I have given them your word. What am I saying to you? You know, just as Jesus gave the apostles his word, you know, 
further down in that chapter he said i'm not only speaking to them when he was praying that we should be one he said i'm not only praying for them i also pray for those that we hear the word those that will receive the word that is you that is me in other words we are the custodian of god's word we have the evidence we have the proof of god's word we are the carrier of god's word the voice our voice is stronger than any voice that's what i'm saying to you i don't care the evidence that is presented the evidence that we have overwhelms all the evidence without this word without the word of what there was nothing made that was made in other words nothing can come to light nothing can come to pass without the word of god so that's why you and i cannot afford to be passive i don't want us to be passive. you can't afford to be passive you know don't just accept what the scientists say don't just accept what your government say you know we can take a stand according to the evidence that is presented before us in the word of god you see the bible says that faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen the substance of things is something that you expect. It's something that's not visible. But it says faith becomes a substance. And what is what is what's that substance? What's that faith we're talking about? We're talking about the word of God. The word of God becomes a proof of those things that we do not see. And I want to share with you very quickly the proof of what I'm saying. That there will be no second time. Hallelujah. I said there will be no second time affliction will not arise again the second time not in your city not in your nation whatever nation of the world that you're listening to me declare with me affliction will not arise again the second time affliction will not arise again the second time look at nahum chapter 1 verse 9 he said what do you conspire against the lord it will make an utter end of it. Affliction will not arise a second time. Say with me, affliction will not arise again the second time. But as I said to you, Elijah did not just make an empty promise. He didn't just say an empty word. He made a statement based on the evidence of his dialogue with his father. Hallelujah. He went before the presence of the king of kings. He said, he prayed. He prayed earnestly. He prayed earnestly. So, in the spirit, he decided what will happen in that nation. In the spirit, he altered the seasons for three and a half years. And I'm calling us Whatever that has been conjured, whatever whatever that is happening with this, wherever it came from, however it evolved, I mean, I'm not even interested how, how, how it evolved. What I'm saying, whatever it is, maybe conjured by man, maybe, I don't know, whatever it is, I want you to stand with me. Go before your father. Determine in the spirit, as Elijah determined in the spirit, that in this city, in this nation that I belong to, affliction will not arise again the second time. Hallelujah.
Now, in closing, I want to give you an opportunity. Paraventure, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior yet. The Bible says that God hates the prayer or the sacrifice of the sinner, but it is his delight to hear the righteous pray. Righteousness is not about what you do. Righteousness is a gift by God that is bestowed upon you. Say, by grace are we saved. Least any man should boast about it. There's nothing you can do. Say, every man I've seen, I'm fortunate of the standard or the glory of God. All you need to do is believe in your heart. And confess with your mouth unto salvation and accept Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. If you are listening to me and you've never done that, I want to give you that opportunity. I want you to join the saints that you can have weights in your voice. Let us pray together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who came, suffered many things, died on the cross, was buried, and rose again on the third day that I might have life. I confess my sin and I ask for mercy. I ask Jesus Christ into my heart as my Lord and my personal Savior. I thank you and I appreciate you. In Jesus' name I pray. Hallelujah. Trust me, the host of angels are rejoicing. The saints are rejoicing. And without a shadow of doubt, I'm excited that you made that first step. Before I close the message, I just want to pray for everyone and for those of you, especially who just made that decision or rededicating your life to Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord Almighty, for your word that has gone forth. I pray that this word will not return to you empty and there, but will accomplish the purpose on which you sent it for. I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus, that Lord God, you will be doers of your word and not just hearers only. I pray that, Lord Almighty, that the realization that our voice carries weight to God will not use our voice needlessly, will not sit passive, but Lord Almighty will be active to responding to your word in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord Almighty, for everyone that has just given their life to Christ and those that have rededicated their lives. I pray for everyone with any form of infirmity in their body, I pray that in the name of Jesus, you the son of righteousness, with healings in your wings, you reach down and touch them at every point of their needs right now, in the name of Jesus. For by your stripes, they are made whole, in the name of Jesus. I speak unto you that rise up from that bed of affliction, in the name of Jesus. I speak to every limbs, every muscle, every tissue, every vein, every cell of your body. I release the life of God upon it, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you meet each and every one at every very point of their needs to praise and glory of your name in the name of Jesus.
Hallelujah. Bless you. I thank you uh, once again for this opportunity for sharing the word. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you and cause the face to shine upon you. Bless you.